What up? My name is ODM, by the shade of brown, blackout podcast. That's what this platform is. And today, as you can tell by the caption, we're going to react to uh, Mario Lopez's uh, trending on Twitter about him um, not being Mexican. Twitter saying straight out, man. It was like trending hard last night. Right now, it's not so bad. You know what I'm saying? But he definitely had something to say about it. So I'm going to let everybody come in right here and I'm going to play the video. Let me get the chats open here so I can chat with you guys. You guys on your lunch break. What's up, Rasa? What is going on? I'm just sitting here. Uh, I'm grubbing. Have you guys never tried any of these holiday shortbread cookies? I got to tell you right now, these malfas are addicting. Yeah, thanks to my wife. I have been like nonstop on these since yesterday, last night. I've just been going hard on these cookies. I don't know, something about working from home and going to the cupboard or the fridge every 30 minutes, it seems like. Okay, I'm exaggerating, you know what I'm saying? But like, you know, I don't really have a sweet tooth, but I do got to have some type of chocolate. These aren't chocolate cookies. These are just, you know, shortbread cookies, if that's a flavor. But they taste freaking delicious, man. So, anyway. Mario Lopez. Come on, man. Let's see what the homie's talking about right now. This is what he had to say. Um, About him being trendy on Twitter. And, um, yeah. So, let's go there. No. All right, so all kinds of people just hit me up right now because evidently I'm trending on Twitter. And I was like, why? What I what I do? I was trying to rack my brain, and apparently it's because people don't think I'm Mexican. Okay, let me stop right there. For starters, I, I wish I would wake up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like just get that that randomness, that text, like, you know, L man, did you see you going viral? Like, you know. I, I mean, be careful what you wish for because you never know what it's going to be. Um, if it's for some bad shit, yeah, I, I, I don't think I want to get that text. But if it's for like a, a music video or, or an album that's really popping, like when I first got, I mean, I get notifications when we drop music, Lighter Shade of Brown, you know what I'm saying? Streaming now, Sunsets, Funk by Nature. I'll get that. And, um, you know, and I'm like happy. I go and I go see the, you know, I go see the trending reports, the analytics, whatever, see how many views we got just overnight. That's what I look forward to. It's crazy as it sounds, but you know, when you're an artist slash podcaster, all of that, um, especially if you release something at nighttime, you know, you go to sleep, you wake up and you, you kind of want to see how, you know, what your numbers are doing, how you're moving. What up, Anthony Toralba? What's going down with you, man? Um, with that being said, I don't want to, you know, reach. I don't want to get any type of like negative, you know, text messages because I don't think anybody does. But um, to be hit up on some positive shit. Yeah, that'd be dope. But this guy, Mario Lopez, is. Uh, yeah, everybody's hitting him for not being Mexican. Now, why is that? Let's listen. Is that a trip with a name like Mario Lopez? Well, you're English. Yeah, yeah I mean, let's tell you over here thinks I'm British, but. He's Mario Lopez. 
All right. What do you guys think that he's just, that's his like Hollywood name. <laughs> like I get it. Some rappers, some, some people, they, they switch their names up. Like, look at Drake. Drake's real name is Aubrey. Of course, you already know that, you know, uh, if you're a diehard Drake fan, uh, whether you're not, it's out there, but he goes by Drake. So Mario Lopez, um, yeah, guys, that that's his real name, man. Well, you know what? They've been thinking I'm everything from Italian to Hawaiian. I see that. Drop me a comment. Let me know if you see it. I'm his face. He could pass for like Hawaiian, right? I don't know if it's like the, you know, the hair, the the, the hair, or, or or the facial features, or the clean. I, you know what I'm saying? Like he could pass for some like Hawaiian. But I'm not. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing. Uh, I was born in Chula Vista, border town right there in Tijuana. My parents are from Culiacan, Sinaloa. And I think it's because I've been doing these food videos. Shout out to San Diego, Chula Vista. Everybody out that way in the 619-760. On social with my homies. And um, it's a lot of Mexican food, a lot of mariscos. I love to eat. And, you know, I'm talking, I'm saying food and homes and a lot of like slang and just kind of being yourself. And I can't be like that on Access Hollywood or my radio show. Stop right there. I know what he's going through. Okay. And, and I'm not going to say that he's putting up a front. And I know a lot of you probably might be thinking, what, Holmes, you're too good to talk, you know, the way you talk, you know, to talk, to be who you are. You know what I'm saying? Okay. No, motherfuckers. Like he's telling you right there. Like, yeah, amongst my peers, I would jokingly mess around and talk slang or whatever. I get that. But then for him to go on, <laughs> you know, extra and, and talk that way. It's just that that's not how he's talking now. This right here is the way to me, the realness, the, the, the Mario Lopez, like he's not putting on a front right here. So why would you expect him to put on slang on, on a, on a TV show like extra or, or all access? So I, I get where he's saying, um, I'm trying to cash these checks. I can't be sounding all hood like that. I gotta, I gotta keep it a little more polished and, and buttoned up. But my whole circle, is now he's definitely buttoned up. In court, in case you were a lady or hyena and you grew up, this dude got his half, his shirt half, you know, half off all the time. I can't even be mad, man, because uh, this, this dude, this is the deaf. You know how they say black don't crack, like Mexican. <laughs> like, what's the y'all gotta come up with something for this? Like, this food don't age, man. I don't know if it's good makeup, if it's just good jeans. You know what I'm saying? Um, because he's always in front of the camera. Is is even Mexicano? That's Tutti. Tutti don't look it with those little nana glasses, but he's Mexican. That's Cornejo from Tijuana. Did he just call her Cornejo? Hold up, or did I hear that wrong? Mexican, that's Cornejo. Oh, he's probably talking about homie with the nana glasses. Hey, viva! But I think it's funny. Twitter, you wild. You wild out there. Gracias por todo. Nos vemos pronto. Besos. So overall, I mean, I applaud this guy. He's probably been battling it that his whole life. You know what I'm saying? Mario Lopez not being Mexican. I probably think that it's more so the newer generation who is saying that, uh, but I don't know. It could be back. So, you know, go back in the day when he first started getting into acting, which let's go there now. Come on, man. You can't, you got to remember the homeboy from colors. You know what I'm saying? That's how far this Vato goes back to the movie colors in the eighties, bro. 
when he when he played the the, the homie, you know, one just one of the homies. I don't think he had any lines in that movie, but if you grew up in the eighties, you definitely remember. You know, gang banging was at its like all time high. Well, nineties I would say, but late eighties as well. And then Colors comes out, and there's little Mario Lopez right there with his hat backwards, got his hair popped out, you know, rocking the snack back with the, you know, clean cut face as he has. And he's one of the homeboys right there. I didn't know this until somebody pointed this out to me. You know what I'm saying? Um, Later on, years later, like, man, I didn't know Mario Lopez was in colors. You know what I'm saying? But that's that. If that don't get Mexican enough, but I know what you're thinking, you know, homeboy, what was homeboy's name? And, uh, Shia LaBeouf, what was the the one with the Conejo movie he was in? And a lot of people, he was getting shit for playing the Cholo, you know what I'm saying, in that movie. But if that's the case, I mean, you might as well just go down every other Mexican movie that's out there. You know what I'm saying? Prison movie, American Me, Blood In, Blood Out, uh, Mi Vida Loca. Like, half of those people are actors, although a lot of them were, you know, real gangbangers, whatever, prisoners. But, um... I mean, he, you know, he's an actor doing his thing. Um, yeah, here's more of a uh, a bigger wide shot of all this. This is that scene where they're walking. You know what I'm saying? And they're either going to get somebody or don't quote me. I it's been a while since I've seen the movie Colors, but uh, there he is right there. You remember Frog? I think homie Frog. I think he he got like. Didn't he die in real life? I don't wish death on nobody, but I, I heard he got taken out or something like that. I don't know if it had to do with this movie, but um, anyway, and there's a, was homeboy's name Fritos or Looney Tunes or something like that? The tall black dude. There's two black guys right there in that neighborhood and um, not going off topic, but I saw something that had one of these photos from Colors and it talked about, you know, Blacks being part of, uh, you know, Sudanio gangs or just not even Sudanio, just just neighborhood shit. Maybe we can, you know, touch upon that a little bit later. But the story at hand is Mario Lopez right now. Uh, this dude being Mexican. Come on, man. 100%. Italian, he said. Nah. Hawaiian, a little bit later. But, uh, Come on, bro. He's got he's he's played Hector. He, these are his roles in his movies, like Hector, and and he's played himself. Of course, you know AC Slater. That didn't help though. And I think there's where people went wrong. You know, people <laughs> must have thought he was white because his co-hosts were were white, or you know what I'm saying on that. Not co-hosts, but um, you know, co-actors or whatever the hell you call them on the screen. That whole Saved by the Bell crew. Like you might have thought he was white, but what was crazy is is you weren't you know you weren't allowed to speak Spanish in those days. Not not to my if you can name a show that had like bilingual Spanglish back in the eighties, type it in the super chat. You know what I'm saying? Because I I can't think of any. At least wasn't when I was growing up. You had to go to like Univision or or stuff. You know, stage networks like that. You know, to catch an all Spanish. Uh, broadcast Papa Rodriguez and whatnot and so on and so forth. But to have like Spanglish, nah, man, I I, I don't remember that growing up in the eighties or even nineties. This was like the you know Saved by the Bell was like around 
think 90210 was in the uh, came later on, but you had a lot of those full casts and hardly saw any Mexicans in there. Um, I didn't watch too much TV growing up, but I do remember Mario Lopez being one of the first out there, you know, to be doing that. So on screen representing, you know, Chicano, maybe that that was just unheard of. You know what I mean? What's up, rap rap champion? Nah, this fool is real Mexican from San Diego, bro. Talk about it, homie. D- have you ever ran into him? Because Chula Vista, I know it's not that far. It's like not that far from downtown San Diego, right? You might have even came across uh, Mario Lopez um, in passing. You know, um, you look at his family. He got a beautiful family, man. They all look Mexican. His wife look Mexican, straight up. Um, Brown never breaks down. Got that from Fernando Vargas. That's right. Absolutely. That's a true statement right there. You know, I think, uh, you know, there's words like jealousy and enviness, and especially within the Latino community, you already know it's, it's been said once before that we just always try to break each other down or, or get upset or man, we'll applaud you when you're first coming up. But then as soon as you start popping or you move out the hood, they coming for your ass, man. You know what I mean? Like, hands down. Like, you you can't get a pass and move your family out of the neighborhood. Man, there's fools in the neighborhood that will come jack you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to get away from that. I'm trying to get away from freaky Fred who's on the 10-speed and shit. You know what I mean? Fucking with missing his teeth all cracked out. And, and, and have to worry about if this fool's going to come and break into my house when I'm at work or my, my wife's home with my kids. You know, that's why we move out the hood to be 100%. But Brown never breaks. You can't knock down the next man for for... For doing something, man, you know, positive with his life. The man's been an actor, you know, he's been on many shows. It's evident, you know, television and film and and so on and so forth. So Mario Lopez definitely gets my seal of approval. He's a hell of a host. I kind of compare him to like the Mexican. Yes, I'm going to say a Mexican because he is Mexican. Uh, Ryan Seacrest. The reason why I say that is because he's got so many different roles, so many different jobs. Like, he's everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, and this man is everywhere, and he keeps getting them. Like, I don't even know know how this man finds time to sleep, let alone doing his TikTok videos. And you know what I mean? With his family. And and that was a big question, I think, uh, a few weeks ago. They were like, how does this fool even have time to eat? You know what I'm saying? But he's always eating. He tags us, too. Lighter Shade of Brown on a couple of occasions. This past Sunday, I think he tagged us. On Sunday afternoon, and he was with his family and just hanging out, man. So, I mean, to me, um, Mario Lopez is a is a staple, man. Is 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 a um, um, a, a positive role model, if you will, man, in the Latino culture, Chicano culture, whatever you want to call it, here in America, who has made it, who has lived the American dream, and you can't find on that. So. Uh, yeah, Mario keeps it 55th Street on <laughs> Spinal. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see, man, all these positive um, comments. Uh, let's see here. I saw Mario Lopez at Temecula Wineries. Is that right? You know, I still haven't been there, 
my wife went maybe uh no I, I can't i can't lie actually i dj'd a party a, a wedding up there once my wife's best friend actually and her cousin got married up there but i was just in one setting i didn't get a chance to do the whole tour or whatever and drink wine it's just wine never really been my thing my wife went for a birthday party a couple weeks ago but i mean i hear a lot about it i'll drink the uh what do you call it the almond creek champagne though I'll, I'll pop some champagne on a sunday don't get it twisted though but that's cool you ran into mario at the okay what was that encounter like let us know you know was he cool was he approachable was he kind of like standoffish you know because he had his family with him um you know i get it like just you know, when, when it's family time and it's hard being somebody like that, like I'll go out and about and, you know, I'll be with my family and it's different because like my family and I, we got a, we got a YouTube channel together. So like they know my son, they know my wife, like they come up to my wife more than they do with me just based off of our YouTube channel. And um, they always you want to take pictures with her. They're like, move, fool. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, yeah, I ain't trying to take a picture, but I want to talk, you know, talk to wifey. So uh, I think which is pretty cool as well. Um, but, you know, I I don't mind, though. Like, granted, I probably don't get as much as attention as this fool. Probably this fool probably gets he got probably got a role of bodyguard security. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't. I'm pretty sure he does, though. Um, he would have to. Cause there are some weirdos out there. I mean, you know, a small percentage of them, but for the most part, you know, these are just fans that grew up on dude, you know, wanting to just, just say hello and, and take a picture. And the fact that he's Mexicano, you know what I'm saying? And, and he can do it. Like he did it and everybody else has no excuse. And, and right now Chicanos in Hollywood, I see them blowing up man, and I'm happy for him. Like, 10, 15 years ago, we didn't see that, like, as much. I mean, Latinos have always been on the screen, but now just just everywhere with it. Like, I was telling Mel, we were talking with Melo Manese last night, and we were saying how just in, in, in the rap field and in, in the music field, how Latinos are now more mainstream. Like, uh, you know, and being multicultural, multi-Latino, like Pitbull from, you know, uh, Cuba and... And, and the Daddy Yankees and the reggaeton, you know, uh, all that all out that way and the Bad Bunnies and whatnot down to, you know, Mexico, Fuerza Reggae, well, even though they're from here, but like like the Peso Plumas, man, selling out, Carol G selling out. It's like, that's dope. It makes me feel proud. I did radio for 23 years. And I tell you, I, I think the first time I heard an all Spanish song, I want to say it was... Uh, <clears throat> Nori, Oye Mi Canto, a side of Latin active. What we did like in the 90s in Melomanes, take that, but it was more Spanglish. But I'm saying for a whole Spanish song, yeah, bro. Yeah, we've come a long way. Spinal says, my wife thinks she's sexy. That's what she tells me. That's not me saying it. She said it, not me. Again, <laughs> damn, okay, we get it, bro. You made me think different, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, it's all good. I get it. I mean, the dude, obviously, he got ladies following him. 
You know, he's a wholesome, righteous dude. You never hear anything bad about Mario Lopez um, other than people just trending on on X saying that uh, Twitter saying that he's not Mexican, which is I don't know. I've I've never come across anything or reported anything on radio on Mario Lopez, unless I'm forgetting something. Uh, he was drunk. Yes, he took a picture with me and the wife. That's okay. He living life. He living life. Let the man live. And that's what I'm saying. Like when you go in public, it's almost like you know I gotta be I gotta be on my p's and q's. I gotta like you know I can't be myself or I can't like drink a little bit. You know, and going back to uh, our, my family channel is we we were the same thing, man. When we started doing this 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 family channel years ago in 2017, my wife and I, it's called the RVG Fam. Take a look; we post vlogs on there. We're back at it, but in the beginning, we you know we used to hide the alcohol. We really did. I'm being one thousand percent with you because you know we didn't know if YouTube was going to ban that. What I meant by that was just you know just us having some drinks at the pad, or you know showing alcohol on camera, or you know people. What are they going to think? They're going to have this bad perception of us because. You know, we getting tossed up, you know, and our kids are right here. But then sooner or later, I was like, man, you know what? I told my wife and she was the same way. We were like, fuck that. This is us. This is what we do. This is how we live. These kids right here are the reason why we drink half the time. They stress the fuck out. <laughs> no, nah, I'll play. Uh, but, you know, every now and then you want to have a, you know, wind down, a nightcap, if you will. And then, um. And then on the weekends come, hey, weekends are made for fun. And you probably saw this dude, you know, Mario over at the winery on the weekend, right? So you can't be mad if he's sipping and having some drinks. The man puts in work, you know, and uh, it's just, you know, like that saying goes, though. I mean, you know, you do the drinking, don't let the drinking do you, you know. So that's that's what i gotta say about that growing up in santa Ana, and i wished i met you odm maybe an even dj for you back in the day that's what's up raul so you've been djing how long um have you been djing for are you still doing it um that's what's up yep yep shout out to the djs out there all of them you know if it wasn't for the djs us rappers really wouldn't be heard so that that that's what it is. So Mario, 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 is he Mexican? Hey man, you know, hands down. I mean, the dude speaking fluent Spanish right there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, matter of fact, I wanted to share this one last thing with you guys on uh, on Mario's Instagram. It says the rap Latino. Powerless 2023 Latino power list 45 trailblazers making waves in Hollywood. Mario Lopez has been the entertainment in the entertainment industry for four decades. He's acting career. His acting career. Excuse me. It's kind of hard to read. It's a little last scream. In 1984, um, when he appeared as younger brother Tomas in the short lived ABC comedy, a.k.a. Pablo. But he's also known for the role of A.C. Slater on the 1980s NBC sitcom Saved by the Bell. Of course, we all you know that. And what happened to Colors? Y'all didn't mention Colors. <laughs> like, that was like a little bit. That gives no credit. I don't think he had any lines in there. But still, homie, like, that's still a trip. That's a fun fact right there if you didn't know. 
Uh, of course, you can catch them on Extra Access Hollywood and Access Daily and the iHeartRadio program on with Mario Lopez. So he has his own. I didn't even know that. He's got his own podcast. I might have to hit him up, man, see if we can get um get him on here. Um, that would be dope once we get this, you know, the studio pop and the entertainment industry has been good to me in the sense that I think a lot of the roles have been cast, uh, and were cast blindly and weren't necessarily supposed to be Latino. Let me say that again. He says, I think a lot of these roles I have been casted in were cast blindly and weren't necessarily supposed to be Latino but they took a chance on me anyway. I think that is dope. At least the way I understand that is like they weren't going after him because he was Latino. They weren't casted as Latino. They genuinely, you know, hired this motherfucker because he's a great actor. And that goes with saying, you know, he's good at what he does. So I think that is super dope. A lot of Latinos, they, they get, they get hit up for gangster roles or ball headed fools. You know, they get, you know, I had this conversation with a couple cats on my, you know, uh, podcast before. Cuete Yesca, shout out to the homie. You know, you've seen him on Hulu and, and um, this fool and a couple other programs out there. But he's always playing that that role. And he said, you know what, though? But I think homies really appreciate playing that role, those who play that role. You know, and he says, if I had an opportunity, yeah, to, to cast for for other type of roles, and you better believe I would, he said. But he goes, man, at the end of the day, my boy, it's a check. And I said, you know what? Hats off to you. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I think that was pretty dope right there. So, uh, let's see. Token, that fool's gay. Oh, man, you can't really say that, man. Until it comes out. You know what I mean? And there's proof. I believe it. But other than that, man, that's just your speculation for what I, from what I see, my boy. The dude's married. He got kids. I know what you're going to say. That don't mean shit. There's been fools that have been married for many years, and all of a sudden they turn gay. Hey, to each his own, cabron. That's what I say. You know what I mean? What up, Raw LMC? What's going on with you guys this Wednesday and today, what else is going down, man? I got to let you guys know if you guys are here this way, Southern California about to catch this wind. I woke up this morning, man. My 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 covers from from like my bikes were off. They were all in the pool because this this nasty ass wind is hitting Southern California. We call it the Santa Ana winds over here on these parts. 60 miles an hour winds are supposed to be cracking off from today. And expected to go through uh, Thursday. That's what the National Weather Service has pointed out right there. So um, if you're around that, you know, th- this area, especially in the Inland Empire, we get it the worst, man. We come from the, the winds come from Santa Ana and they blow this way. And, man, shit's just everywhere. I hate that shit because all that shit be getting in my pool and stuff, man. That's some crazy winds. But nothing's worse like when it's windy and it's hot at the same time. You know what I mean? That's where you get them chapped-ass lips. You got to go to the store and get you some fucking chapstick. <laughs> some Carmex on your shit. Uh, let's see. What else is popping here? Blueface's mother. 
Rapper Blueface claims uh, her his mother claims she'll pursue legal action if she's denied access to her grandkids. Saying that the public relationship between Blueface and his mother is still out there as the latter has recently stated that she is prepared to take her son to court. Can you take your son to court for denying your your own kids from from your parents? Like you can keep your kids from your parents, can't you? Legally? Like there's got to be something else there. Carissa Saffold made it uh, apparent on Instagram that she is not going back down from her involvement in her grandchildren's lives, and she will go above and beyond even if her son refuses to comply. She said, if they deny me, then we'll take the next steps. Whoever needs um, to see what this process is like, you will be able to figure it out to do it yourself because I'm going to share all of the process and the paperwork. All right. So she got some things hidden right there, hidden agendas. She continued, I didn't bend over backwards and raise my motherfucking kids to be denied my bloodline. You go tell them motherfuckers that mama is coming. I don't know. She be putting them out there in a lot. Why why do you think Blueface's mom is wrong for constantly addressing her son in public? You know? And and what are your thoughts on Blueface more so in in the limelight because of his, you know, his other half over here, Krishan Rock? I mean, it's just uh, something to talk about. Is that what it is? Like the rap career ain't doing it no more? Or is that like feeding your rap career? Because you know how fools like be going on Instagram, right? And they'll just totally do something off the wall. You know what I mean? Just to promote their primary jobs. You know, if you're a rapper and then on the side, no, you're a funny ass motherfucker. You just make funny videos. You know, that's your niche. But then it's like you come back around. Yo, buy my album though. Um... I don't know if this what this blue face is doing with with Krishan and, and and his baby situation and all that now and and now it's come out that they're saying that that's not even his kid some other fool it's her exes and but see it got us talking about it like fools and then he drops a banger on you I've never personally been a blue face fan I've never I just don't fuck with rappers that are offbeat that's just me man yeah blue blue. He said, Leo says, Blue does whatever to stay relevant. Yeah. There's a lot of lot of artists that'll do that, man. Shout out to homie Hector Perez. When you ready for some aguachiles and michis? What's up, my boy? That's Hectic One. One of the artists I produced back in the 90s. Do got extreme talent, and I know you still do, my man. Um, go look up Hectic One, produced by ODM on YouTube. His music's on there. Type some of your uh, your songs back in the day, but I can't even remember. Um, I like that. Dun, 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 dun. Back home, that was the shit. But I think I did that whole album for sure. But Agua Chiles, man, man, we always ready, bro. You say food, I am there. I see you doing your thing, bro. Keep doing it. Um, the Michis look tasty. Everything does, bro. Good for you. Glad to see you know you progressing, my guy. Shout out to Hector Perez right there. 
Um, what's going on with Swifty Blue? I don't know what's going on with Swifty Blue. Last I heard, or I, from what I see, because I only go by what I see, you know, on, on here, is, uh, I don't know. I really don't see him popping up too much on my timelines anymore, to be honest with you. I don't know. Um, I saw somewhere, read somewhere that, you know, he got seriously checked or whatever, and now he's just kind of kicked back a little bit. That's what a lot of the other bloggers are saying, if you will. So I don't know about the guy. I do see Crip Mac a lot, though, in the <laughs> in the media. <laughs> Crip Mac's everywhere. Ever since he got out of jail, man, that fool's just been 55th Street keeping it one. That Well, however he said, keeping it 55th. Him and uh, China Mac, they actually got a pretty dope uh, YouTube channel. Um, him and China Mac kind of reminds me of like a Robin Big, you know, uh, if you will. <clears throat> China Mac just takes Crip Mac and puts him in different environments, you know, like he'll, they'll go to a Dodger game or they'll go out to eat, you know, basically he's taking them out the hood and, you know, Crip Mac, of course, he's a well-known face right now and he's getting like, you know, giving high fives here, they're signing, signing autographs, taking pictures, whatnot. Well, uh, in the process, but I, I think that's dope though, you know, taking them to different restaurants, um, shout outs to Leo V. Appreciate that, brother. Thank you for that donation, man. Super chat. What was the better hustle, ODM? Back in days selling tapes out the trunk and record stores or now making money as a content creator, influencer, social media? What was the better hustle? I think better. I don't know because you got to describe. I'm an overthinker, bro. But to me, better in a sense is... Um, well, since you brought up selling tapes out the trunk and, and whatnot and record stores, to me, that's all we knew back then. That was a, a hustle in its, in its own, like in order to be heard, you had to be seen. And in order to be seen, you had to go to meet and greets or I, they, they call them meet and greets. Now, back then they called them autograph, autograph signings, if you remember, and then you show up at record stores and. You know what I'm saying? You have a line around, uh, as they do now around the building, and fans would show up. They bring their poster or they'd buy, you know, your CD, and you'd sign it. But all that is part of promotion. You know, the record stores, you remember, Musicland, Warehouse, Sam Goodies. These were all just one of the top, you know, chains that, that sold CDs and cassettes. And even the mom and pops, you know, you know, you know, the revol revolution, there's the spot in Whittier we used to go to, uh, Phoenix, Arizona, shout out to Phoenix. There's a place called Circles. I remember that we've been there a few times and we would just hit up these places. But yeah, it was just the stores would buy from the distributor or, or sometimes they buy straight from the record label, uh, you know, a few boxes and they have them in store there and you just be there and you just sign autographs, shake hands, and basically <clears throat> you would sell your product. That was a form of promotion. Um, or you do it out the trunk. Remember, I used to see guys all the time with headphones, Walkmans, with CDs. Hey, listen to my shit. We never, I personally never had a Walkman and CD and just said, listen to my shit because, you know, in my days, I want to say the CD player came after 93, 94. I could be wrong. The, the CD Walkman. Because I think it was the cassette Walkman first. Let me know if I'm wrong on that. 
Uh, but the, what we would do is we would have like a box of CDs and we would go on the boulevard, you know what I'm saying? And we would take posters and we would just throw them in Nissan trucks, throw them in the Suzuki Samurai, throw them in the Impalas, man. And before you knew it, we had the whole block bumping brown and proud cassette tapes. You know what I'm saying? We would do the cassettes and the uh, CDs. And, and that was a form of promotion. Um, but I think it was appreciated more. That's what made it better because we appreciate, you know, knowing that you're out there hustling tangible goods and, and, and pushing your work and being up in people's faces. They, this today's society, they don't do that no more. It's not one-on-one. It's not in person. You know, it's, it's on this laptop. It's on this internet. It's via emails, via, um, text or social media or a dm now i think and i'm not saying it's bad but it is what it is i'm a type of fool that will roll with the punches like i'll ride that wave you know shit technology is gonna um get better then i'm gonna get better because that's gonna make me better you know but nowadays what's crazy is you got like ai and everything is artificial intelligence with every single app that is out there and i was i was explaining yesterday was talking with Mello on that podcast last night was what's crazy is you can just hire somebody like all the way across the world right if you're looking for like i'm producing a beat and i need a guitar riff or i need a bass line or i need a a certain sound or a certain way i mean i could play a little bit but not like these musicians out there who who are like out there. You send them your track and they send it back within 24 hours, man. And boom, you got your baseline. You just load it up in your DAW and you're good to go. You know what I'm saying? Pop that shit in and you just looped it. It's better in that sense. But then I also go back. I remember the days when I'm being in the studio and, you know, we're, we're pumping out hip hop locals and freaking soup is right there, you know, on the Moog the keyboard. And you got standard guitar man right next to him with his bait or with, with his with his guitar. And they're just fucking jamming. And jamming James is right there on the board producing Lowrider Madness. Look that up. You guys get a chance. Uh, by Lighter Shade of Brown. It was on our second album. And I'm I'm witnessing this because I'm learning how to produce. Nothing's like watching it live in person. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like watching it on TV instead of being in person. So I think it gets better with time as far as technology because, shit, if I can get more done at the end of the day, I'm all for it, man. That's really what it is. But some things you just got to... You know, you got to step away from the laptop. You got to step away from your phone. Go out there and smell the fucking roses. You know what I mean? <laughs> While it's out there. Cycle Realm, Lighter Shade, and Little One are the kings of Chicano rap bars. Appreciate you, Raul. Let's see here. ODM, did you see Adam22 podcast dissing Crip Mac, throwing him under the bus about wife Lupe? No, I didn't see that. I saw something about a transgender or something like that. Was that the same episode when they had a transgender on there? I didn't hear anything about him throwing his wife under the bus. I'm going to have to check that out. ODM, I do have a question about today's tracks being short with only two verses compared to back in the days with Rita Viper. 
five verses, why the change? Great. I'm glad I'm not the only one who notices this. Um, the only answer that I have for these two verse songs is people's attention spans. That's it. Now, granted, back in the day, you listen to a song. Yeah, it's the same thing. I could tell you if I like it in the first 10, 15 seconds, 20 seconds, just by the beat. Because let's face it. I don't know. Are you the type of person listening to the lyrics first or do you listen to the beat first, the track? Because some tracks, like me, I, I, it depends who I'm throwing on. If I throw on a Rakim, this is my era, if I throw on Rakim, Big Daddy Kane, or even a Kendrick, I'm not listening for the beat first. I'm listening for the lyrics because I know these dudes are going to bring it. I know I go to these cats for, for lyrics, for lyricism. These guys are just the kings of it. Now, if it's a uh, Dr. Dre beat, Snoop Dogg, I'm listening for the beat first because I know Dre's going to bring the funk and Snoop Dogg's going to do whatever, he, you know, what he's going to do with it anyway. I wish they would like collab again. Um, you know who's got a really dope ass song off topic right now? Shout outs to MC8. MC8 and Corrupt got a banger. Me and my primo were just bumping this uh, last weekend. Um, we saw this on this video. Let me get you the, uh, the song, but man, this, he shouted out the producer and I was looking for him. Um, online because I wanted to give him props and see what else he had, you know, cause you know, I'll be checking out other producers. You got to look, it's like. Podcasters check out other podcasters. Rappers check out other rappers, right? To me, it's like that's sharpening. That's you know sharpening your uh, your sword in a, in a way, man. You know. So yeah, I was looking for the producer. I didn't see it, but man, where's that track at? I don't see it. But anyway, it's it, it's really dope. It's not the actual video. It's one of those videos that somebody just pieced together using their faces, different visuals, whatnot. But it's it's really dope. But it's good to see MC8. You know what I'm saying? Back in the uh, back doing his thing again. Because uh, from what from what I know is we know obviously we know back in the day, Compton's most wanted. You know, legendary. And to, to mention the society catching the brother on, on the silver screen, as they would say, to now, even from what I understand, he's a coach coaching football, you know, his, his kids and right up the street right here. So I always think I was going to run into him one day. But, um, yeah, it's good to see him dropping those bars again. Let's see. <sighs> Watch his bass. Oh, hold on. You guys can't hear that. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me put this on. Yeah, I'll play a little bit of it. Just the bass. I'm going to play like four bars. That's a dope-ass bass line. I listen to tracks for bass lines. And drum patterns. That's that's me. That's what I do. If you, in case you're wondering, 
I don't know. Like I said, you can answer what 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 uh, what you guys bump. Is it the is it the beat? Is it the music? The singers? Let me know. Uh, let's see here. Back in the days, was having a street team crucial to be successful? ODM. You know what, Leo? We never had a street team. Now that I think about it, our street team was us. We were the street team. Like I said, touched on a little bit. We were always out there. We were always in a minivan. We were always going city to city, state to state with, you know, product cassettes, posters. You know, I keep saying it. Eight by tens. These back here. These right here. Me and DWTX. You know, we would have a stack of them and just go promote ourselves. Um, street team that we had was was by the label. And, you know, the label did the marketing, you know, would, would help us get us to those places that we needed to go. Hey, set up different events and then we'd go kind of like a PR person. But nah, man, we were our, our own street team at that time. It would have been dope to to have one, you know, but then again, sometimes street teams, certain street teams you, they get mixed up with uh posses or entourages man <laughs> so what's going on man i see a beer is that a beer h what up man everybody out here everybody on their lunch break right now what's everybody getting getting into in my opinion woody is the king of northern cali chicano rap woody i never heard of woody um but i will have to check him out i heard a big tone for sure Tones like legendary out that way. See, when I grew up on Norteño, well, I can't even call Norteño rap because to me, in my days, it was always hip hop. Like Baby Bash, originally from the Bay Area. You can't call him Norteño rap. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it was hip hop. Like he was part of the whole Latino movement with, with us. Uh, you know, Don the Frisk, the Cisco Mac. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Cisco, uh, uh, JT, and Too Deep. The whole Latino velvet. Like I can't. I don't call it Norteño. I call it hip hop. It's just. I don't know, man. I grew up in a different era, I guess. Um. What's up? Uh. Let's see what we got here. Was that Easy E dope? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was Easy E in the hook on that MC8 and Corrupt song. Man, I'm telling you, that producer, man, woo, it felt good to hear Easy's voice in that chorus. For sure, man. Growing up in the hood, Miss Daisy is my favorite rap songs. Yeah, there you go. I loved I loved the '80s rap and '90s rap, man, because it had samples just put together. You know, granted, you were able to, you you know, you had to get some of them cleared, but just the way producers would chop up shit, like Sir Jinx and like you know DJ Pooh and Dr. Dre, they were like battle cat. It was just king of just putting. You know what I'm saying? A fat ass hook together. And then you scratch over, you know, somebody's vocal, whatever. And then that was just hip hop at that point, man. Like Ice Cube's first album, uh, The Bomb Squad had a lot to do with that. America's Most Wanted. Man, there's crazy samples in there for sure. What's up, Cholo Trucker? How you been, homie? Tapped in. Thanks for checking in today. 
Happy Wednesday, everybody out there. Watch out for these crazy-ass winds. I hate the winds, especially if you're driving on the 10 freeway out that way towards Fontana, man. There's where you see all the diesels flipped over. You guys, you know, if you drive a truck, man, cuidado. ODM, did you uh, give did you give that new Little Rob album a listen? Great question, Ricky. Yes, I did. I heard a few of the tracks. As soon as I got done, uh, Fingers, I got to say, off top, did his thing. As always, Fingers is always different with it, man. That's why he, he's a legend, man. You know, he's he's done amazing work in the past, and his his catalog does not, you know, uh, disappoint, and it does not lie. Like, Fingers does numbers. And I think um, there's two songs on there on the Little Rob album that I enjoyed listening to. It was that one um, where he redid the, I think it was that Marvin Gaye sample. I even commented on it. Um, it was a. It was a. Um, I'd have to go to it now. Um, the single was was uh, okay. The too much. I, I thought that was all right. I think that was more of like an introduction on Little Rob's album, just to kind of like set set the tone before he dropped. And, you know, that had a lot to do with going out to certain people out there, probably podcasters, you know, in general. Um, this Thank You Baby, I don't know if this is uh, um, this is part of the album, but, but I like this song. It's a lyric. Uh, a lyric video to it. But let me see here. Yep. Appreciate that. Brittany from Compton. Appreciate you. Thanks for uh, subscribing. Uh, here it is. The full album, Little Rob. Um, Is it? It was like an oldie. Old records. No, no. Is that it? No, 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 no. Where, where is it? I'll, I'll tell you right now as soon as I see the title. Somebody, if you guys in the super chat, let me know if you know the Rob. The one that sounds just like that soul. That This has got to be it. Yeah, it's that one. I ain't going to play too much of it because I don't want to you know, get demonetized here. But that soul is one of my favorites right there for sure. And then I want to say the... Uh, I want to say the old records. Uh, Broker records is dope too. And so is lace them up. I think there there are three, four different styles and I can't be mad at Rob me. I'm a funkster. I love funk. I'm just that West coast hands down, you know, but little Rob, uh, he came with some, well, I should say him collectively, him and fingers dropped some, some dope as original type shit. So, um, I think it's a great comeback album for him. All to the point. I'll go check it out if you guys haven't had a chance to. Welcome to Wednesday, your boy ODM. Lighter Shade of Brown, La Casa on this Blockout podcast. Generation X, what's good? Yes, sir. He says, that soul, Ricky Campos, is fire. Yep, Fingers Production is fire. Thanks for answering. Yeah, of course, man. As I mentioned before, just one last thing to add on to that little Rob album. Fingers played it for me. A couple of the tracks that he was working. I think he played me too much in one more. 
a few months back on when we did the podcast. So if you missed that fingers podcast, go check it out. Scroll back on this channel. And, um, yeah, we even, I got down with a little freestyle. He was on the talk box. I was doing a little freestyle. It was really dope. We having a little jam session right there. So that was really cool. Uh, let's see here. ODM. Have you ever collabed with little Rob? No, I haven't. I think uh, DWTX, rest in peace. He actually did a couple songs with Rob. I know he did at least one. And at that time, I was I was doing radio, kind of doing my thing over there. So I, I really didn't slide into the studio with Little Rob. I will tell you a story, though. Screen record this one. I don't think I ever told this one. But in the days of me producing Capone, um, Conejo, Marro, Brown Shady, Wicked Minds, um, Mr. Shadow had hit me up and, uh, we both were in the studio shadow wrapped on a couple of the tracks that I produced for the Brown Royal King pins album. And, um, I don't know. We, you guys heard the song six, one, nine, oh, nine, but he pre pre um, presented that to me, the beat shout outs to Steve vicious from San Diego. I don't think he gets enough flowers, but yeah, uh, Steve Vicious put together this dope ass track. Um, you know, Mr. Shadow had had played it for me, and he was like, "Man, we we need to do a song together on this side for my shit." And I was like, "Let's do it, bro! I got you." So um, we had seen each other. He told the story before at a concert. I think we just kind of crossways that's how we met was backstage at a concert me and mr shadow anyway getting to the point with little rob when i went down to san diego to record 61909 at steve vicious's spot little rob was actually with shadow so i met little rob through shadow and that's when they were cool because from what i understand they're not cool and they haven't been for years but at that point they were you know, they was cool with each other. I think Rob had my crazy life out at that time. So, yeah, that's it, brother. Vicious Man Funk. But that was the only time I had, like, first time I met Little Rob. But we never talked about getting into the studio. I'll be honest with you. I think Rob is just his own lane. It's his own genre, you know, so to speak. He's heavily Chicano rap is what he is. You know what I'm saying? Um so, yeah, uh, let's see here. Vicious Man Funk, that's right. The only song I heard of you, G, is the Southside thing with Mr. Capone. That was a hood banger. Yeah, that was that was during that time as well. That, that was one of the first songs I did for Capone. He asked me to flip, you know, G thing by Dre, so I did. It was nothing. And he goes, look, man, let's just go back and forth on it. You know, you placed the, uh, I don't know if I, yeah, I did the Dre parts and he did the, the Snoop parts if we're comparing and but that was like Capone's big breakout song, if you will. He had What's My Name out, but that was the one where he actually shot a full on video for. So that was dope, man. That was back in the days, bro. Like I really, you know, I treasure those moments, those times. That was a great point in my life. I think that was one of the times during the time I was really like hot with the pen as well as hot on the tracks. And that's all that I did, ate and breathed it every single day when I got into my production. 
Raul, I would like to see Funk Freaks again on the Blockout Podcast. Man, they're always welcome. Shout out to Debo. I hit him up a few days, a few weeks ago about getting some vinyl done. What do you guys think about vinyl? Vinyl has made a comeback. And Funk Freaks, as you know, they they press a lot of vinyl. And we want to start doing some vinyl for our Lighter Shade of Brown uh, albums here or singles for that matter. Um, do you guys purchase them? Would you purchase them? And not to necessarily play them, but I think a lot of fools are buying them just for collector's items. So, uh, but yeah, Funk Freaks would be the ones to go through to get those. Capone missing teeth in that video. All right. I wasn't checking for his teeth, but if you say so. I'll take your word for it. Crazy Hood Media. What up, man? My vinyl collection net worth went up. Keep purchasing. My vinyl collection net worth went up. Keep purchasing. Okay, so you've been collecting vinyl forever then, Crazy Hood. All right. That's what's up, bro. Yeah, I got... And whatever, man. It, it's... <laughs> You guys are probably going to come after me for this, but fuck you motherfuckers because I needed to clear some space. I had about eight crates of records here, but I did a good deed. I, I did a good deed, a great deed, actually. It was a lot of records that were just sitting in my garage, and these there's some good shit, man. You know, you had everything from the Commodores in there to, to Donald Byrd to, you know, to James Brown to the East Side Stories. Not a lot of funk in there. Isaac Hayes. You know what I mean? Some of the greats. And I gave them up to a homie. And um, it was a homie that I know that is a big time collector. And I know those those vinyls are probably going to be worth. You know what I mean? If they're not already. But I just didn't. I mean, they were still in sleeves. I just didn't look at them like that. I, I just gave them to the homie. He did me a favor. I clear them some space out. I wasn't trying to sell them. It was just one of those things, just paying them forward. So I know he's happy about that. And if I ever need a record to go through, I know he's right there if I want a sample. So <laughs> I definitely want to, you know, say that I do have vinyl of lighter shade vinyl here from our old shit. But I was just wondering if I should produce some of the some vinyl for the newer shit. Uh, Cholo Trucker. Yes, sir. Vinyl. That's right. As a producer, when I need some inspiration, I bring them crates out. Yeah, I mean, you got to. If you got a turntable handy, of course, man. Nothing like that crackling sound. And a lot of those records, the singles had instrumentals on them. You can't even find those. Some of these you can't find online. That's why there's like record groups and stuff because these people just be like some of these uh, collectors, you know, they'll bless us with like instrumentals or acapellas. You can't get that shit. So. Let's see what else here. A couple more. What you think of Spotify new policy robbing more artists need physicals to come back to artists that can make money? You know, I was kind of skeptical about putting my shit on Spotify because when you think about it, when somebody really breaks it down to you, what the fuck is a stream putting in your pocket? You know what I mean? Like the and these people, 
meaning these fans are subscribing to like the Spotify's and all these other digital platforms to basically hear free music. Somebody's getting paid though. That membership's going to somebody that's going to Spotify or the, you know, now the way artists get paid streams are one thing, but like, dude, it's like point one. No, it's zero, zero, zero point like three cents, three of a penny or something like that per stream. It's nothing. Back in the day, we get like dollar eighty six. You know what I'm saying? If somebody bought our single, like actual dollars. Um, but nah, I don't. You got to you got to get hundreds and thousands of spins, man, in order to, I think, see any type of money. And that that that's real. If you're hitting a million. You're seeing some money. But as far as the new policy, Robbie Moore artists, I'm not quite sure what you're talking about on that. So maybe you can educate me on that and the rest of us. But shit, man, I do love the fact that, man, we back and we just load a video up and then boom, our shit's cracking and everybody's bumping it. Like back in the day, it wasn't like that, man. You know, we shot videos. We spent thousands of dollars on videos and it would take forever to get out. And that one video would be out for months. Before the next one would come out. Cuvo, ODM, Mike Arnav. The official Big Joe show. What's up, Big Joe? Speaking of studios, how's that studio coming? I want to see some pictures, man. Let me know when you get a chance, bro. That's dope. Good to see you doing your thing, man. Uh, I think that's it, bro. I would like to collab with Lighter Shade of Brown, Misfit Soto, B-Roll, and Spanish Fly. Lakers 9-11. You would like to collab, so you rap is what you're saying. All right. All right. Shoot me. Shoot me an MP3 already. <laughs> Let's see what's cracking. Yeah, that's what's up. Well, I think that's it, guys. Thanks for tapping in today. Just wanted to come in and sh shoot the shit. Mario Lopez, for the record, is Mexicano. All right? Don't get it twisted. Leave that shit off Twitter. You know, you do what you do. Those are your thoughts. Those are your opinions. It's all gravy. But, I mean, he said it himself. You heard it from the horse's mouth. So that's it, man. Have you guys, you guys have a, a, a great day today. Maybe I'll come back tomorrow if there's something worth talking about. You know, in my realm, you're not really going to get politics. I'll tell you that straight up. Religion, all that shit. Nah, keep that off air. But if it's anything, music or entertainment and whatnot, or, you know, certain subjects, let's talk about it, right? Um, but other than that, please subscribe to this channel if you haven't already. Share this channel. Tell your uh, your primos, your prios, your tios, your tias, man, to subscribe. And uh, check us out on social media. This Friday, um, we'll be in Arizona. Go to lightershadeofbrown.com to check out our tour dates. Arizona on Friday, and we're going to be in Indio at the Riverside County Fairgrounds on Saturday. So back-to-back -back shows. You haven't got a chance to go check out the new singles. We dropped two videos in two months. One, Sunsets, and the other one is Funk by Nature. That's Funk X Nature on the Lighter Shade of Brown YouTube channel, also on digital uh, platforms where music is streamed. All right? Peace, man.